Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Download. Our aim is to reveal from Scripture just how good God really is. Find more of our sermons and other links as well as contact details at our website www.highway.org.za That's H-I-G-H-W-A-Y dot org dot Z-A May this sermon bless you. Enjoy. The Father, the heart of God, lesson two. One of the things I put up there is the more I touch the Father's heart in His glory, the more my heart and thinking change. Now, I, I mentioned that a little bit yesterday, but the more I do this, the more I find Him, the more I'm touching Him, the more I'm in with Him, I'm finding I'm changing inside out. And all the little hachas down there, and of course you guys are so perfect, but every day I've got to go to Him like a little child, say, come on Lord, help me with this and help me with that. And and when we look at some of the teaching here, it, it I've brought this in, to, I really hope that you will catch the principle of, of trusting him and getting rid of these things, knowing why you do certain things, and knowing that your father is there to help you to get out of those things. You cannot do it by yourself. And then speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Let us be listening people tonight. Let us be listening. That's a little devotion I thought of throwing in. Just listen to Father. Listen to Him. And as I said yesterday, and probably be saying many more times, and one of the books I've recommended here is called Whisper. And you've heard me say so many times, you know, listen to the voice behind you and all this sort of thing, and, and be still and all this. And that's a book that will help you to do that. And, and really, it's in stillness that you hear that voice saying, this is a way, walk ye in it. Okay. In the introduction, at the end of this lesson, you should be, have a broader vision of Dad's heart towards you. Uh, I've I really been praying for you guys. I've really been praying that, that the Lord himself will just impart something. Uh, he knows you personally. He knows your needs. He loves you just so much and all that sort of thing. And then... The main point is Father's heart from a relationship leading to intimacy. Remember, I emphasized in, 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 there's another word. intimacy yesterday, and I think I, I mentioned inter, uh, intimacy on Monday. So that's where we're going to lead. Intimacy with your Father. Divine intimacy. Getting to know Him. Hold Him. Be that little boy. Be that little girl again. Dad, I want you. Look, look, what, look at that testimony. She turned like that and found Dad. And look what dad did for I mean, she's HIV free, guys. That's a miracle we heard here tonight. Totally delivered from drugs. Yeah, she had to walk. She didn't, she, 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 she said she went through a rough time. But that's the reality of getting to grips with these things. Once you make that decision, you're able to push through. Desired outcome uh, that, that I would, I'm trusting that the Lord will do is a revelation and foundation in your heart. This is heart to heart. You remember I said that heart to heart, eh? And uh, it'll fix you. It, it actually affects you daily, the way you grab hold of this, the way you move into this. And faith that no matter what your past is, Dad loves you and has a great purpose for you. And just prophesy over the person next door. to Just say to them, man, God loves you and has a great purpose for your life. God loves you and has a great purpose for your life. My love. <laughs> right. Um, 
keep seeking dad's heart. Obviously, that's the emphasis here. The pushing in, pushing in, pushing. Never stop. Never stop. Because as you find his heart, you find the answers. How desperate are you for him? You need to answer that question for yourself. How desperate are you for change in your life? How desperate do you want to see change in your life? And not only in your own life. Remember I said yesterday, it's not a selfish thing. We need to be putting that life into other people. God doesn't baptize you in the Holy Spirit so you can have a holy little huddle by yourself. He baptizes you in the Holy Spirit and His presence that you would go out and be a vessel of honor for Him out there. Amen? Without Him, you are lost. Guys, listen to me. I've been there. I've been in the ministry well, for nearly 40 years and only now, the last three years, I don't know why it happens like this. I wish it was at the beginning of the ministry when I started that I'd had this revelation of grace and God's presence and God's. I knew about it. I should preach about it. I could preach anything about peace and all that sort of thing. But it wasn't here. And I can honestly say before you and the Lord that there's peace ruling in my heart. Yeah, there are things that come. But when, when it comes, my, my, when my peace is disturbed, Dad, help! And he's got a recording in heaven, and it's recording all the time. Help. That's just bull, just to remind them that I'm, I'm, I'm screaming. I don't know about you guys, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> the essence of his heart is not found in any theology, teaching, or even the Bible. It's found in your heart. This is heart to heart. You must grasp it. This is heart to heart. You can have all the learning. I remember there was a, 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 a pastor who shall remain nameless in Richard's Bay, and we had a pastor's fraternal there, and he just got his doctorate. And you know, bull brain with my sense of humor, you either got it or you haven't got it. And I said, ah, the congratulations, he got his doctorate. I said, as long as it's not a doctorate in unbelief and doubt. And oh, he got a bit of an attitude with me, but oh dear, don't say those things, Paul. But, but, but you hear what I'm saying? You can have all this teaching, it can mean absolutely nothing, except that the Holy Spirit comes and energizes it. If you've got a doctorate in theology, it means absolutely zilch, unless you've allowed the Holy Spirit to come and take all that that you've learned and to energize it so you become a channel of all that theology and what God has done to other people's lives. If the reality of the Word is not a reality, what is it? And the only way, place you find that reality is in the Father heart. It's all about intimacy. And out of intimacy comes revival. And I, 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 when I say this, I, I say this from years, from the time I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I've had revival in my heart. I went into systems, I went into organizations, I went into all these things, and I, I leant upon them because I felt that was the right thing to do. And religion and law and all that sort of thing, you know, uh, was there and it helped me absolutely nothing. It actually bound me. And I nearly lost my children. Not lost my children as such. But, you know, I became a real sergeant major. The law was put down. And I've got to watch myself with that sometimes. And I think one of the reasons I've gone through that I've gone through is that the Lord has to systematically soften my heart. And it hasn't stopped, guys. Please, when you see me now, I'm telling you it has not stopped. 
I realize how much more daily I've got to soften my heart. And soften my heart when, when, when we go out into the ministry and realize that, 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 that the Lord loves you guys as much as he loves me and as much as he loves the people out there. Now, he's given us a message and said, come on, guys, I've given you everything. Get out and do it now. Get off that blessed assurance. With me there? Look in the right place. His grace will always lead you to his amazing presence. And remember I said in quietness, his amazing presence. And I, I, we haven't got time to go into all those scriptures. But you know, it's not in the, in the thunder. It's not in, the, in, in, in all the volcanoes and stuff like that. It's in the little crevice and the little wind comes past. And there you hear his voice. And you know, I, I really mean this when I say where we stay right now. And as I walk into our house, uh, because of my, I believe my relationship with my father, he takes me to the things I love. He knows what I like. And my succulents, which you've heard about before, are at the door. And you know, every time I look at those succulents, something jumps in my heart. Because I know dad got them for me. Eh? There's a medal or two I got that can only have come from my dad. Family medals that were lost, too. too it's unheard of. Two of the family medals from different places in South Africa came. That's my dad. My dad is intimately involved and interested that I'm interested as well. You remember I said about creativity. You need to allow the creativity of the Holy Spirit to flow through you because your creativity is there to reach people that I will never reach. And it starts with your father's heart. It starts with getting in there, dad. It, it starts with the, with the two of you if you're married. That the two of you together find the, his heart together. And I tell you, there is so much power. You talk about a one flesh ministry, that's where it happens. It doesn't matter uh, who the person is, what their interests are. God puts you together and God can do it. Okay, that was free. Work at this relationship with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. What does he say about love? Love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your soul. And I say with all that you are. Love him, love him, love him. Amen? Now, I'm, I'm doing the fight of faith again. I, I, put, I put this up yesterday, as, as you know. And I'm putting this in here just to demonstrate something. Uh, this is a teaching out of my prophetic manual, out of the prophetic school I did. And I don't claim originality to this. When I did a prophetic school in Richards Bay many years ago, one of the ladies in the congregation came and gave me this. And this is what the, the, the revelation, was her revelation. And I've taken it and tried to expound it a bit. But the, uh, what, we, what I'm trying to want you to see here is what happens to you. How do you deal with the things that are personally happening to you? What is really happening up there? What are the spiritual implications out there? What we're seeing here now are Old Testament principles and everything, and it'll take a long time to go through all those scriptures and everything. But you see, in the, it, <clears throat> on the left of that picture, you have David's ancestors. David, a man of God. Eh? Now, we're talking sins of the Father, eh? A man of God. We loved, we, we, we still try and model ourselves on David. But look at his ancestors. They were full of adultery. Uh, adultery. Have I said it right? How much? Idolatry. Don't get it right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's why, that's why we one face ministry. You've got to, she's got to help me. Okay. And sexual sins. Ooh. And then it's grafted into, uh, let's see what it says that. 
my eyes is. <laughs> yeah. Grafted into Israelite line preceding David. So before David, all these things were happening. Upline, fathers, all that sort of thing. Okay? Think of her. Think of that testimony. Think of your own self, upline of the things. Okay? Then you get David. Success. Man, he was a warrior of note. You look at him, the, the people he put to flight and all the things he did and we read in the Psalms and how he did his little thing and yet I will praise the Lord. What a, what a, what a. And what happens? He sees a chick over there. Eh? And once he get to the chick, what does he do? He murders one of his generals. He make, he, he does, a, he does a little, uh, chick there. And then when general gone, we got mama. And it's adultery. Does that just happen out the blue? No, it never just happened out the blue. He never said no to what came down from upline. You hear what I'm saying? We're, we're getting there? Now we have the adultery, we have David. Now we go on to the right-hand side as I look at this of the picture. We have downline curses. And there you've got First and Second Samuel and you've got all the scriptures there. David, you can see that in Kings and all that. They would take us. I would love to do it. Perhaps when I do a prophetic school one day, I'll bring this out and show you even more what happens in the spiritual realm in these areas. But there you have, if you, if you look at uh, downline, you have adultery, deception, conspiracy, murder, wars, rumors of wars. And what happened? David uh, uh, and his descendants reaped what, uh, reaped what he did. Now you say, well, how does this affect me right now? Well, you sometimes give pre- into the pressure that comes upline from your parents. You see, we are a different nation. Hey? We are a different nation. We are a different culture. We are a Christian culture. And we need to kill some of those things that come down from there. There are positive things. David was very successful. So you don't throw the success out the window, but you deal with those issues that are coming along and are putting pressure in your lives. And what I'm trying to say to you tonight, the only way you can deal with it is through your Father in heaven. He's given you grace. Not grace uh, in the sense, oh, well, I can just carry on. He's, he's not going to mind. He Repentance, I'll talk about that later on. Repentance must be a lifestyle. When, with the message of grace, when we look through grace, Every single day, and this is what I was trying to say earlier on, every single day God's talking to me about this and about this. And I try and keep my ears open to what He wants me to do. He talks to me not only in the quiet time, but He talks to me through circumstances, through friends, through whatever. And repentance is continually turning around and doing the right thing. Grace gives us the freedom to do that. It's not a heavy. And in the freedom... You have all the gifts to help you and the power and strength to overcome the things. I've seen businessmen who have, men who have problem after problem after problem. I've seen it in the church. They come back with the same thing and they're going around the mountain a time and time again. What I'm saying to you, when you take this teaching, you make it part of yourself, it's got to stop. Now that sounds like me laying down the law, but I, I've told you about grace, told you about freedom, and told you about finding the peace. It doesn't matter what your problem is. He is the answer to deal with those problems. And the more I touch his heart, the more I'm finding these problems going. 
And, and really, it's, 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 it's an area of life I really believe the church needs to grasp. And my feeling is, my feeling with the end time revival, that we, the, the Lord is going, is anointing us with these sort of teachings that we might go out and be what we call to be. You've already done teaching on the character of God. You've already done teaching on the names of God. And everything God is, is embodied in that and is all encompassing uh, purpose for your life is there as well. Okay. Do, do you get that? I, I, you know, some people, when I put this up, go, ooh, what's it going to do now? But, but the pressures, not only the pressures upline and downline, but the pressures of your friends. The pressures of the relation. You heard, you heard her there, that the people that became, uh, 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 figures in her life. And those people can also, so you've got to be, the only pressure you have, if, 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 and I don't want to call it a pressure, is that relaxedness of the Holy Spirit for Him to guide you and help you into what you need to be doing. Amen? Does, does, was that, is that okay? Can I carry on? Thank you so much. Romans 8.15. I love this passion transfer. I used it yesterday, and I'm using it again to illustrate the points I've really just made. He says here, and you have not received a spirit of religious duty. I loved it when I read that. That's exactly what, what happened. I had a spirit of religious duty when I went into the ministry. Oh, you're a pastor. Then I went and prophesied over me, and I said, no, you're a, you, you're a prophet. And then all this, whoa, wow, wow, now I've got to do it. And, went, and, and then I, I moved into the expectation and the pressure of other people, and not under the expectation and pressure that came through that gorgeous Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me one step at a time, wada, wada, wada. Eh? And then it, say, it says, over there, leading you back into fear of never being good enough. Guys, that never being good enough, look upline. Look around you. Those words that were spoken over you, those negative words that were spoken over you, oh well in grace. But if you're not dealing with them, and you're not saying, Lord, I need them out of my life, and I need to start speaking your word, I'm now repenting from that. I'm not going to speak that again, but I'm going to speak what you say. And the teaching, the faith message that we had years ago was so positive in the, in the, in the daily confession of the word of God over your life, the positiveness of the gospel, everything positive, not the negative. We sit in a country with all these ups and downs. We must stop all the shouting and screaming and now talk about it. I, I mean, talk positively, positively over it. There are a lot of negatives. You can find lots of negatives. I guarantee you'll find lots of negatives in me. It's not about that. It's about the positiveness of the gospel and the Father heart of God whose love, I don't have any words. You might have words. It, 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 how do you describe his love and what he is? When you look into the universe and you see what he's made, how do you describe this God? Please help me, somebody. The Holy Spirit's helping slowly. But you, know, you hear where I'm going on it. We just need that all, all the time. And then the next part of that scripture, but you have received the spirit of full acceptance. Come on. He accepts you as you are what's an oil. Finished. He accepts you as you are. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It doesn't matter what has happened. If you believe in the cross and what the cross has done for you, and you go to Calvary and you have a revelation of Calvary, you will see that he has accepted you there's full acceptance. The, the teaching of righteousness that you're going to have a, down the line of it, that's coming and all these sort of things. We need to grab hold of it. We need to make it so much part of us that the devil can never turn around and say, oh, you're not righteous. So go and take a hike, China. You know, 
it's at the cross. I've been made righteous. I can't, there's no righteousness in me. But my righteousness is my, in my Father who dwells in my heart. Jesus. Okay? Enfolding you into the family of God. I like the enfolding part. I said that yesterday. We see that as a blanket. They're like a little girl with a blanket there, wrapping yourself in the blanket. Wrapping yourself in Father all the time. Seeing yourself wrapped. And you know, when, you, when you, the psalmist says that he surrounds you with songs of deliverance, that's actually what is happening. The angels are around you to protect you and to look after you. You say, oh, I'm going through this, I'm going through that. So what? The angels are still there. It doesn't nullify the word of God. It doesn't nullify your father's love and concern for you and mercy and compassion that he has for you and that he wants to see you set free and he wants you walking in the way, in, in, in total freedom. Like you at the end there, sir, he's still going to break through for you. Yeah. You've got to start accepting, laying down all your excuses up here and now start letting it come out. Okay, we'll pray for you afterwards. Abba could be translated as daddy or papa. It is hard to imagine a closer relationship to have with God than to call him Abba, our beloved father. Abba, our beloved father. Dad. Only a child can say daddy. Remember we looked at that last Monday? Daddy. Daddy. Looked at it yesterday as well. Who has the personality problem here? I'm sure you can answer that one. Eh? Um, his names reveal his personality. And you've studied his names. You've gone through all those things. Go back to it. Always read those things and have it part of your devotion somewhere. Looking at the names of God. Looking at, at, at his character. Looking at all these sort of things. And it builds up faith in your heart. What a character. What a character we have in the Lord. What a character we have in the Father. What a character we have in Jesus Christ. What a character we have in the Holy Spirit, whose sole job is to reveal the Son to us that we might see the Father. Remember last week I spoke about that? You know, Jesus only did what he saw, or only said what he saw Father doing. So how did he saw? He saw by having an intimate relationship, going up into the mountain, doing those things. No religion. You know, so many times, oh, you must have your quiet time. Oh, I must go and do that. Your quiet time needs to be a 24-7 experience. For far too long, we, we've uh, com, uh, com, say it again? compartmentalized. Oh, did I get it? Yeah, thanks. Okay, how we approach God. You know, I've got, that time is his, and that time is mine, and that, I, it's not, it's not yours at all. It all belongs to him. He wants you to come like a little boy, like a little boy at home, like a little girl at home. You're not worried about time. You just want to be with dad. You want to hold dad. You want to hug dad. And you, it's all about dad. You hear where I'm in that one? Problem. We are, see, we see ourselves through our own values. Don't, you don't feel that he can love you. Now, I, I, I mentioned that on the scripture before. Okay? He loves you with an everlasting love. And we know that the answer, change your values. May I say, change your values into Christian values. Have faith in his word regarding you. You have a word from God. You've had those words that jump up. Take hold of those words. 
war with those words. Because those are words from heaven to you. they personal letters to you. Take your personal letters and hold them up and say, I'm going to walk in that and nothing else. Your own personal letters. And God will confirm and God will prophesy over you, do what needs to be done. You are forgiven now, so forgive. Forgiving, he's forgiven you everything. There's nothing that he has not forgiven you. So we need to learn to forgive. And the, the biggest problem you and I have with that is forgiving ourselves. Eh? You know, we, we don't forgive ourselves. We put, a, we put such a standard on ourselves that we won't be able to reach it. Neither will anybody else on this whole earth be able to reach it. So relax, people. Just where you are now. Relax. Come on. Relax. Shh. Peace. Shh. Peace. Take those swords. Shh. Peace. Eh? Check the character of God. Go and, I just put that in there to remind you to go and check the character of God, which you've learned already. John 17. How are we for time? Ooh, the time only flies eh, when you're having fun. Jesus, I have declared them your name and will declare it. John 17, I believe, when, if you've got time to do it as a devotion this week or something, go and read the whole of John 17 and Jesus' conversation and communion with the Father and see the intimacy, how he went to Dad and told Dad what he's done and what he's going to do and everything. That's just before he went, went to the cross. And he had done everything Father had asked him to do. Why? Let me tell you why. That the love which you have loved me will be in them. That the love that you love me will be in you and 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 you. That's the reason why. Isn't that exciting? When Jesus reveals Father's love to us, or when we see God in a greater way, the Father's love for Jesus is imparted to our hearts. Imagine the massive implications of this. Let me say that again. Just take a second and just meditate on that for a second. <clears throat> the Father's love for Jesus is imparted to our hearts. That's what's happening to you as you open up your heart to Him. That's what happened yesterday in church. That's what happened last Monday as you open up your hearts. Now imagine the massive implications of this as we go believing in this amazing love that's in our heart and it's going to come out like a mighty storm like a mighty flood, and it's going to flood out, and it's going to touch people, and it's going to break through for people, and it's going to do things that we've never, ever imagined before. I really believe this year is a key year. <clears throat> anyway, I was going to change. Jesus, uh, Jesus taught us in this passage that what we see affects how we feel. What we see affects how you feel. So I walk into my house, and I told you about my succulent that is right there. And it's, it's a, the phobia from North Africa. I won't give you the name because I can't remember the name myself. But uh, it's, it's, it's model and make and model. But when I walk past him, my heart jumps. My heart jumps. And immediately I'm so conscious of the father. When an eagle flies over the house, I pick up the binder and say, hey, yo, I haven't seen one of you guys for a long time. Boom, my heart jumps. When somebody gives me when I get a new medal or a badge or something like it, wow, something jumps in my heart. And when I wake up in the morning and I see Anne next to me, boy, my heart does a double thump. <laughs> and I say, wake up, Anne. <laughs> no, sorry. 
Eh? But, but you hear where I'm going? And when I see my kids, when I see everything that God has done, boom, boom, he's there. Eh? And the, we, we need to pick up the positiveness of what he has for us all the time. And, and you see, how can I put it? You know, we talk about altars. To me, they are little altars in my life, if I may call it that. They mean something very precious to me. It would mean absolutely nothing to you. But they're very, very real to me. And when I see a new butterfly coming out, yesterday, when, a day before, when it was so warm, all the careers were out. I saw Shiraxis through the garden. I saw all sorts of things coming through the garden. Ah, yay, 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 Dad. We're having a jaw. You'll understand that. I've got one guy who understands that one. <laughs> hey, Andrew. Get our butterfly nesting and catch some. Okay. <laughs> In other words, our emotions are changed, and the love is imparted when the <laughs> and love is imparted to us to the degree that we see God's splendor and encounter His name. God's splendor and encounter His name every single moment of the day, twenty four seven. How serious are you about this? In your job situation, in your home situation, family. I could name anything here. He put him in charge. Let him deal with it. You. you, you you don't have the strength to do it. He has the strength. And we have said that before. I've declared your name to them. John seventeen twenty six. I've made known to them your name and will continue to make it known that the love which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. I mean, that is your, in itself is a scripture that blows my mind totally apart. That this God, just by me saying, yes, Lord, comes and dwells in my heart and he takes all the love of heaven, whoo, and he deposits it in my heart. Now the responsibility that I have, I believe, is to release that love as much as I can in every circumstances. Do I get it right all the time? Definitely not. Ask Anne. I've got a witness here. And if, you, if you're worried that I'm, I'm floating on a cloud, just come and ask Anne. She'll tell you I kick my toe too sometimes. I actually bleed. I actually bleed. Yeah. Don't like pain. Don't do pain. Hear what I'm going. We've got to be real people. This is, this is the reality of our walk with our Father. Huh? Whew, isn't that good? You love me. Uh, the way you love me may be in them and I in them. Whoa, what a revelation. Jesus' whole ministry centered around making his Father heart known to all. Huh? That's what Jesus did. That was his ministry. He came to release the Father's heart into everybody. And he said to his disciples, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I only say what the Father says. I only do what I see the Father doing. And the Holy Spirit comes along in our lives today, after Calvary, we've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and his sole purpose is to reveal Jesus that we might see the Father. And I pray that that's going to be your experience uh, from these lessons that we're going through right now. It doesn't stop here. He's building line upon line, word upon word, because he wants to equip you in a special way. This year, he's going to release you into revival like you've never seen before. And he's busy. Oh, I better not start prophesying now. Let me get on with this. Jesus let them know what dad was like. He let them know what dad was like. Uh, I, I'm staying there, standing in proxy at the moment. I, I, I really pray that my father heart will come over and I'm standing here for him to say the very same things to you by faith that you will grasp these things and that you will go out and do it. Not because of me, but because of him. Huh? 
And we've got, to be, we've got to stay humble. It's nothing we can do. Guys, really, that's one of the most important keys, I believe, to successful Christian living, is walking in humility and knowing that he's there with you. And continually living in the now presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who surrounds you, with you, in you, on you, wherever you are. And wherever you are, that Holy Spirit is rubbing off on other people. Believe me when I say that. Jesus revealed the infinite splendor and awesome beauty of Dad's personality. The splendor and beauty of his personality. Think of it, the whole of heaven. Huh? You know, some people say, oh, how can you call him Dad? I say very easily, Dad. But, you know, he's not only Dad, he is Lord of all. He is Lord of all. He is King of Kings. He is the Lion of Judah. He's all those things. But all it comes down, this is the amazing thing about him. It all comes down to this, Daddy. Oh, Dad. Oh, Dad, I need you. Hey, and I say, my, my recording is well known in heaven. His ministry reflected the indescribable loveliness of our dad. Indescribable loveliness of our dad. I find that loveliness in the little aphorbia as I walk into my house. I find that amazing loveliness in all of you. I find that amazing loveliness in my gorgeous lover here. Hey? And so we go on and on and on with this thing. It's, it's just amazing. I don't know where to get words. I, I, it actually frustrates me. What is the biggest word I can find to describe this amazing God that we have? This amazing Father who cares for us. Daddy who stands right next to us. Daddy who's surrounding us right now and ministering to our hearts and saying, this is a way, walk ye in it. Huh? He, his claim to God was that he made his Father heart known to the people. He made his Father heart known to the people. Now think of our mission. Think of getting out and reaching the lost. That must be our vision. Jesus' vision must be our vision. When he said we must go and make the Father heart known to the people, we need to do it. When they find us at work or wherever the case may be, they must find a real person dealing with real things, not some religious dude, and they can go to and who can help them. And there's a flow of love and mercy and compassion because you know where they've been. I cried, you know, with dealing with, I'm just bringing my hobby back to you quickly, with my dad. I had a problem with my dad. My dad never hugged me. I didn't know what it was to be hugged. I still have a problem sometimes hugging men because of that. I know that. I try and get around it so I hug ladies. But, <laughs> sorry, I, that was naughty. <clears throat> but, but with my dad, and my dad was an alcoholic. But he gave us, and I think I mentioned yesterday, one of the most fantastic upbringings in the bush, in, in nature and everything. And that's where all my love for all these things come from. My, my brother's into it. He does safaris all over. It never lost him. It's, it's in all of us, that little bugger. And it's a nice little bugger because you, you, you're seeing God's creation all the time. Now, with the collective medals, uh, when you do medal research, just to get, you get all the background papers and you can go to to England, you can get all the stuff there. And somebody said, have you got the, uh, uh, the Red Cross debrief of your dad from the Second World War because he was prisoner in Germany? <clears throat> and I said, no. And I got this and, and uh, I looked at this debrief. And when he was in Africa, he had dysentery. He got injured. He got a bullet here and he got this. 
He got that. He was captured in North Africa to Brook. He was taken across the sea to Italy. And, and he was put in camps there. Some people thought he'd never live. Then he went to Stalag 13 in Poland. And then they had the death march after that. And a friend, a friend of his in the Air Force told me afterwards, they never thought he'd get out alive. And I read all this. I actually wept. I suddenly realized that I was standing and had a judgment over my father that was not right. No wonder he drank like he drank. No wonder he tried to stifle the pain and everything. And you know, his dislike of the Germans, I don't know what it is, but we're very German in our family. But he had that, but I realize now where it came from, the bitterness. And when he went, not long before he died, he actually made his peace. But what I'm saying to you is, when we talked about upline, all these things that happened, I suddenly realized where some of my chachas came from. I was giving in to some of that. Hey? And some of the other things as well. We don't know. You hear what I'm trying to say to you? Hey? We've got to realize who we are, what we are, what we're up against. And our vision, our complete vision, is to release the love and release the love. And you know what I did? My, my father's passed away. I got up one day and I said, Dad, I forgive you and I release you completely. I thought I did it a long time ago when Reinhard Bonker meeting said, go and forgive those who've trespassed against you, what a what. And I said, Dad, I please. he had a couple then. I said, Dad, please forgive me for not being a son. I should be. Oh, don't worry. It's okay. You know, but, 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 but the thing is, it was getting it off my chest. The, the time it really happened was then when I stood up and said, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the boat. Suddenly put myself in his shoes and realized why he did what he did. With me? Look at this lady, what happened to her. What a testimony, guys. It blew my mind, that testimony. It blew my mind. This is the sort of thing we long to hear and see. Now, come on. Let's ask God for an increase and an increase and an increase. And this is why we've been discipled, to be able to do that and be a blessing to Pine Town, to the nations, to wherever we go. Woo-wee. Touching Dad's heart. My, oh my, oh my. Okay, the platform of all life and ministry. I'm going to shoot through a couple of these, okay? Because they're on the notes. Uh, Hearing his voice is important. Recognizing his voice is important. Reacting, responding to his voice is really, really important. And you know how you check it out? If God has said something to you and you're not too sure about it, take it to a friend or a mature Christian out of two or three witnesses, it will be confirmed. As simple as that. And if it witnesses in your heart and there's peace in your heart, go and do it. So when he tells you to buy me a Mercedes Benz or something, and you, I'll witness with that. But, but our jokes aside, but you hear where I'm going on that. Repentance is a lifestyle. I think I covered that. Repentance must be a lifestyle. Repentance is you're walking this way, and the Lord says, uh-oh, now we're in grace. And, and the thought comes, whoa, this doesn't seem right. Going this way. My dad, I was going a certain direction and I've turned from that. And now I must honor my father for what he has done for me. And I've tried to honor him here in all the good things he's done. Let's look at the positive. David, early on, David. Look at the positiveness of David. Look at the strength of David. Look at his success that he had. One mistake. And life was never the same again. But you see, we in a different dispensation. We in a dispensation of, of his grace and his mercy and his compassion and right. Well, anyway, 
I mean, good. And there, no time for passivity. No time for pa- passivity killed the cat. We always say that. You're going to be passive. You ain't gonna, it ain't gonna happen. Get out. Do something about it. The Holy Spirit flows from his heart. The source of strength, wisdom, knowledge you need right now, and I've said that enough. Jesus promises that he would not leave us alone, but would leave his mighty Holy Spirit with us. I've said that often enough. Dad's voice boomed at Jesus Christ's baptism. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. When the, when the disciples said, what is the work we need to do? Jesus turned around and said, believe in the one who sent me. Bull brains paraphrase. But basically that's what it is. Believe in Jesus Christ and all that he has done for you. Believe in the Father's love that he has for you. That he sent his only begotten son to die for you. And to, and to take you into pastures so green that it's going to blow your mind. Even my, my one of four is a bit gray, but it's, it's, in my heart it's green. Everything's green. Beautiful green. Beautiful blue. Beautiful. Not pink. I'm not into pink. The flow of the mighty Holy Spirit is his heart. God, it's his heart. It's dad speaking, whispering to you. Be still and know. Hear the whisper. You need to get close. And as I said before, if, if, if Anne is whispering, I need to get very close. Whisper, whisper. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? The principle is get close to him. Move in close to him. Work at getting close to him. Know the Father heart, how much he loves you, cares for you, etc. What the world needs to know. I, I, I don't think we're going to have talk time tonight. Like, is it okay? It's just, can I finish? Don't tell Steve I took on the bill. Big trouble. <laughs> His heart's for the lost, for God so loved. Now, this is what uh, the world needs to know, okay? This is why he's got us here. This is part of the vision for us to get out and do it, okay? His longing heart for relationship, intimacy, and friendship. I don't think we realize how much God longs to touch this world. When we do, nothing will stop us from going out and telling people that God loves them. Not in any religious way, not any traditional way, but just because of who we are and what we have and the relationship because we have compassion for the people around us. Amen? Touching his heart is an encounter with grace. He is grace. Hey? Isn't that, am I right? Thank you. I have received that. I needed an amen there. (laughs) Jesus reveals the Father's heart. We've spoken about that. His heartbeat is favor, approval, provision, blessing, concern, identity, total forgiveness, protection, pride in you. He's so proud of you. He's so proud of what you do. Did you know that? There's no shame anymore. Come on, guys. Come on, ladies. No more shame. Come on. Come on. Huh? Protection, oh, tenderness, caring, kindness, patience, compassion, and power. And it's not a power for us to abuse. It's a power of love. And the power of love breaks every fetter. We used to sing our old song in the Pentecostal church. Jesus breaks every fetter. Jesus breaks every fetter. There's nobody joining me. I thought there'd be half of us here. So it shows you how old I am. Sorry. Okay. Now, <laughs> you want to go home? Okay. Oh, you don't know that song. Last scripture. But thanks be to God 
who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of Him everywhere. Hey? The Father heart of God everywhere. Everywhere you go, everyone you touch tomorrow, everyone you come across, or anyone you rub up against tomorrow, everybody you sit with tomorrow, you are going to rub off the love of the Father's heart towards them. Amen? For, for we are the aroma of Christ to God amongst those who have been saved and amongst those who are pre- perishing. Amongst us here, we must be that aroma. Not shh, shh, aroma, but we need to be God's aroma wherever we go. It needs to be something that comes from deep within our hearts towards each other and then to those who are perishing out there. Look at that testimony in the beginning. Huh? How God's aroma. That lady spent time with us. Trevor had time with her. We had time with her. I think Zama had time and looked after them for a bit and, and, and Janet looked after them a bit. Something rubbed off. Something rubbed off. And look at them today. I honor Quasiza uh, Bantu, they've been there three and a half years. They, the two of them have got jobs. They're studying. They're doing all these things. And you know, when, you're, when your mind is seized by drugs and everything, ask me, Donna knows all about it too, how these people are. And there we have amazing testimony of God's goodness. So here endeth this lesson. I trust that you've been blessed by it. I trust that Dad has planted in your heart a challenge to know him better. Because it's not about knowing me or anything else like that. It's about knowing him. Shall we pray? Let us stand as we pray. Lord, I just thank you for our time together. I thank you, Lord, for all this teaching that's in your word about your heart and how much you love us and everything. But Lord, above all else, we know that it's heart to heart. And as we come here tonight, we just open up ourselves and we just say, come, Holy Spirit. Reveal Jesus if we might see Dad. Dad, we, it's all about you. We take you by your righteous right hand. Lead us and guide us tonight. Lead us and guide us tonight. Move us, Lord. Move us, Lord. Move us into your vision, to your love, and to your mercy. Now, shh. Quieten all hearts. Quieten all minds. Let Daddy speak in the quietness of this moment.